0: Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful that you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hey everyone, today's episode, yet again, the way that these are lining up is something that actually is really important for military families to be talking about, like mine. This is a conversation that sometimes families will have as they are going through their military family journey, and today we are going to be talking about batching. Now, later today, you're going to hear from today's show sponsor, Armed Forces Bank, but for now, let's get right into it. Now, when we talk about geo batching, what does that even mean? Right? We've we've said this before in this podcast. It's important to define your terms at the beginning of any conversation or paper or presentation. So let's define that term geo batching. It's short for geographic bachelor or bachelorette, meaning that you are living alone, that you are you know, sort of in that bachelor or bachelorette lifestyle as far as family goes geographically. So you are separated from your family. Now, geobatching is specifically referring to voluntarily separating from your family for military service. This is not the same as being sent to a faraway place or even being sent on orders where your family is not invited or not command sponsored. That is different. Geobatching is sort of opting out from a family perspective and saying, we're not going with you to that location or for um, that specific assignment. Now, when we talk about geobatching and whether or not it's a good option for families, you know, I have to put this disclaimer in there that early on in our military career, it was absolutely something we would not consider. And we thought, you know, why why would we ever live life separately? Why would we ever do that? I can't think of an instance like, of course, our life will always want to be together. Why would somebody opt out of, you know, living life with their their partner and with their entire family? And as tends to happen, you know, the shoe's on the other foot now, right? Like it's different when you're in a situation where you actually consider, is this the best option for my family? So for those of you who have never considered it, I'll give you a few ideas of why you might consider Living life separately as a military family, you know, with your military member, or even, you know, if you're dual military, but, you know, one parent or one adult with children somewhere, or maybe not with children, but still separating and and having someone else fulfilling military service, you know, without the rest of their dependents. One reason, of course, would be for school. So if you have a great school for your kids, maybe you yourself as an adult are finishing graduate school. I, as a registered dietitian, went to school that required a supervised internship and then passing, you know, our boards to become a dietitian. So if I was finishing that, that might be a situation where I would say, you know what, you go ahead to your duty assignment, and I will finish what I'm doing, and then you know, join later. Sometimes we see it for uh, people finishing high school. You know, they want their kids to finish high school, or maybe the sports season, or whatever it is. And there are extensions that. The military can sometimes do to leave your service member. Hey, we're, we won't move you till the end of senior year, or hey, we'll give you this extension. But all of those things, as we know, if you've been in the military for any length of time, those come with stipulations, those come with commitments, right? So maybe you're finishing out your military time. You don't want to do an extension for a senior year because you don't want to have the commitment on the backside. And you decide, you know what? We're going to go ahead, we're going to stay in this spot, or we're going to move to the forever home, right? We're going to move to the retirement place. Say, you know, one spouse and kids moves to the retirement place, an active duty member joins at the end of their current duty station or the end of their time in service in a year or maybe two. Sometimes we also see this with families who are looking at uh, spouse employment difficulties, right? If you have a very great setup currently, or maybe the, the new location doesn't have employment opportunities, sometimes families will opt to separate, you know, to have the spouse stay employed in a different location. Sometimes it's for medical reasons or specialty care. sometimes it's because it's a short timeline like, hey, you're only going there for six months, seven months, like we'll meet you on the other side. We're going to treat this like a deployment like a long Tdy. you go there, we will meet you you know in six months at the next new place. We're not going to move twice in a year. Sometimes it's because your duty member' going somewhere where the ops tempo, you know the the frequency of being gone, the frequency of just not being available is just so high that you decide for your family, you know, it's really not worth it for us to go through all the trouble to move with you there. We're not gonna see you anyway, right? So those are all ideas. A couple other ones that I came up with is if you know that you're going to return to your current area. So we see this sometimes with specialty jobs, the service member will go off for a training, you know, maybe for six months to a year and then come right back to their original location. Well, that's another situation where you might, decide it's best if, you know, family just stays, and we'll see you as much as we can, and, and we'll see you when you come back here, and, and we'll all just keep living in the same house. And then sometimes for weather, if you have specific medical needs, especially if different weather different climates would exacerbate your symptoms or make that worse. But the one that recently came up for my family is a discussion about school training. And schools, a lot of the times, are a year or less. And we had a conversation about the potential for a less than year-long training. It's about 10 months. And what does that realistically look for our family? Our family has just moved this past summer. We crossed the continent. We are now on the East Coast. And for us to move in this scenario that we are playing out would be moving to the East Coast for a year, then moving somewhere else for you know a year, really the East Coast, like 10 months, another place for 10 months. And we finally, for the first time in our military career, had this conversation of should we geobatch? Should we send dad on his own and mom and kids stay in this other location that we just got to without dad? So that's what we're talking about when we're saying, you know, what is geobatching and why would someone even consider that? Those are just some scenarios that I can think of, you know, with a quick 30 seconds of jotting down some brain dumping of why somebody might consider this. Now, we're going to put a pin in it right here and hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. A full-service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Okay, welcome back. And again, thanks to Armed Forces Bank. We could not do what we do here at the Mill Housing Nation podcast without their support and be able to bring all of this information into all of you. Now, Let's get back into talking about geobatching. We've already discussed what does that mean, that slang term of geobatching being that geographic bachelor or bachelorette, and why would maybe a family consider you know, living life separately? One of the things that I found is difficult to realize is that I, as a military spouse, did not marry my military member with the intention of living life separately. That was never the plan, right? I'm going to marry you, and then we're going to live apart. Like that's, that's not planned, and sometimes it happens in military life anyway. But to opt in to Life Apart was a really difficult conversation. Now, what we decided for our family is not necessarily important in today's conversation, but here's some of the things that we had to look at when we were having that discussion. One of the important things to realize is that your BAH, housing allowance, remember, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. If you haven't heard that episode, go back to the podcast, scroll through, you're going to see one of what is BAH, what is this basic housing allowance, and it will explain how it works how it's calculated, what's changed, how we can ask for change, that sort of thing. So go back and listen to that episode. But your BAH automatically follows your service member. So in you know this scenario, if you're in one area, say East Coast, like I am, and you're looking at, I know there's a school, army school in Kansas, right? So, okay, we're East Coast. We're looking at sending service member to Kansas. Our BAH would no longer be the East Coast BAH. He would get paid what it costs to live in Kansas. And we would be paying for two households, right? So which one has the BAH? Is it something that we can afford? Now, there is a waiver that you can file to say, hey, I'm going alone. I don't want to be paid Kansas BAH, for example. That's, that's not the location we are having a conversation about, by the way. But I know that there is a school there and I've had very dear friends go there. But Kansas, you know, I don't want to be paid to live in Kansas. I want to keep having you know East Coast BAH because that's where my family is staying. And sometimes those are approved and sometimes they're not. There used to be the option for service members to live in the barracks when they're geo-batching. And a lot of services and a lot of schools have done away with that option if you are opting in to going alone. So, you know, it's really specific as far as Housing allowance, you know, what would work for your family and what your specific service branch and what your specific assignment would be able to do to make that work for your family. But in general, the BAH will be for the service member. Now, when you are deployed or you are sent TDY, you get family separation pay. You get that because the military has, you know, said, nope, you are going alone. We're going to give you this additional allowance. From what I recall, the last time we had it, it was enough to help me cover. Like a mom's morning out, my children were very small and, you know, a babysitter for me to do some of those things that typically the other parent would stand in. I had to hire help. So it wasn't anything significant to, you know, it definitely did not make up for the service member being away, but that was an option. When you decide to geobatch, when you opt in to life alone, you don't get family separation pay. So that's another, you know, from that financial standpoint is your BAH is going to be where the service member lives. And also you're not getting family separation pay. Now, some members have had success getting their orders changed to look like a non-command sponsored or, you know, filed in a way to get that family separation pay or keep the BAH. I, I can't speak into that of how that works or how you have those conversations or even, you know, if that's technically what is supposed to be happening. But I do know in general, BAH moves with your service member and you don't get family separation pay. It also must be clear on orders that they are going unaccompanied, that the service member is going without their family. And it's important to follow up with things like TriCare when your service member in processes at their new location. It's important that TRICARE knows that, you know, spouse and kids or, or spouse or or whomever the dependents are not there. They are in another location. Because sometimes you can have, if that's not clear, if that's not handled properly, your medical care might get moved to a location that you don't even live in. So these are all things to think about when you are looking at this option of living life separately and another part that came into the conversation for us specifically was that geo-batching doesn't count as like a TDY or as a deployment right in the air force you often will have 6 month TDYs or deployments and then you'll have like an unaccompanied tour nicknamed a 365 365 because they're generally around a year sometimes a little less sometimes a little more so when you opt in to a year apart, it doesn't necessarily count for that. So you could still get saddled with one, right? So, in this example, with somebody going to school, you know, they might go to school, live away from their family for a year, and then once they graduate that school, Still have to do a year now on the military's terms to a location where their family might not be invited or be welcome, so or be able to visit. So these are all things to think about. How long would you be geographically separated? How far is the separation? You know, if you're separating again, I said I'm on the East Coast, if you're separating from, you know, Washington, DC to just a couple of hours for eight or nine months, well, that's that's one thing, but if you're separating from Colorado to Orlando, like that's a whole, whole nother thing. And so you have to look at what works best for your family and also what your family tempo is. For our family, both parents are very much active leaders in our household. So we miss daddy when he's not here. So for us to have this conversation, it was very serious to say, Hey, are we, are we willing for, you know, dad to miss an entire year of the family's life, football games and little league. And choir concerts and and sports and just time with our family and also that means you know for our children and for myself we are living life without him which he does leave a very big hole when he's gone we really like having him in our family and so that also changes the dynamic of the family how our household runs with one parent at home is not the same as it runs when both parents are home now i've known lots of military families that have an ops tempo where it sort of runs the same whether the service member is home or not because of their frequency of being gone. Not that they're not missed, but it just doesn't change the dynamic very much whether they're home or not. Um, that's not true for all families. Some families, you know, like mine, we really miss dad when he's not here. So these are all things to consider when you're looking at should we geobatch? You know, look at the cost of running two households, Look at, if you are trying to do it economically, who's going to sort of have the the cheaper housing, right? Who's going to couch surf with a friend? Who's going to rent a room? Who's going to live in a camper at fam camp at the installation? You know, is the family staying in their current house? Are they moving after? Are they coming late? Are we all joining in a new location after the assignment, right? So you have to sort of know what does that timeline look like? What does the location look like? And what does the reality of the finances look like? Would it require getting a second income or you know, significantly changing your family's household budget to run to households, to groceries? And also, how often can you visit each other? Is that possible? Is it a short drive? Is it a short flight? Is it a significant journey? So I don't have the answer of what works best for each family. I think one of the things that's unique about the military experience is that we can have such similar lifestyles and experiences but it's still so unique to each family. So if this is a thing that you are considering, you know, this geo-batching and living apart from your service member, I encourage you to recognize that you're the expert in your family. You are the only one who understands your finances, your family dynamics, the tempo, all of the needs of each of your family members, their emotional needs, their physical needs, their medical needs, and you get to act like the expert in what works best for you. So explore all of those options explore realistically what it would look like. Talk to other families who have gone before you and either successfully or non-successfully done it, right? What did that do to their family dynamic afterwards with that reintegration? What does that look like? And ultimately, whatever you decide for your family, if you decide to geobatch or you decide, you know, that doesn't work for us, own it. That's something my husband says a lot. Just own it. Own that you are the expert, that this is your decision and whatever you decide for your family is ultimately not up to anybody else and it's up to what's best for you. And so own that expertise, own that decision and know that you are doing the best that you can with what you have, where you are. Thank you so much for being here today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments that you share with us as we support our military community. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you will always have a community no matter where you are stationed.